The world is a confusing place, filled with all manner of shimmering distractions that take our conscious mind and our immortal souls and subvert them into the most basal of human emotions. Can any one of us who considers ourselves a spiritual being truly look around the carnival at the barkers, performers, and the caged animals and believe, even momentarily, that any of this is as it should be? My name is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of the Black Forest of Indiana, distiller, historian, occasional tinker, reenactor, and your host of If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Have you ever noticed the world isn't quite what it presents itself to be? That something is just a little off kilter, just a little out of focus. Perhaps that movement you caught out of the corner of your eye was more than a shadow, that weight on your shoulder more than fatigue. I have lived my whole life like this, aware, awake, and waiting for the next experience, positive or negative, always apprehensive, always analyzing. I believe that spiritual warfare is real. I believe from societal observation that others are becoming acutely aware. I believe that many are being influenced by forces unknown in a negative and spiritually deprived way. I see soft disclosure in every corner of pop culture. Join us as we pull back the curtain, as the veil thins and reach with us into the ether to reclaim the truth. But if you have ghosts, you have everything. All right. Hey, guys, welcome back to If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. And uh, we're making it a trend to make sure that we have Andy Kasperzak on the show at least once a season, right? Because if nothing else, Andy is A, informed, B, entertaining, and C, he kind of grounds my ass when I get a little bit out of control. So uh, it's always worthwhile to have Andy on here. And for those of you who don't know Andy, we worked together for a couple of years at uh, my current distillery and uh, became very good friends with Andy and his wife, Julie Kasperzak. And uh, Andy is a tax man, and he and his 80,000 IRS agents are coming to your door and they want their fucking money. I'm going to have to clarify this. Every time I come on here, I'm going to have to clarify this. I'm on your side of the taxes, not theirs. <laughs> trying to get it back from them to give to you. Right. But I'm just figuring that you you, you got to see it like everybody else, right? Like if I did the government a favor. Right. Then they yeah. owe me a favor. <laughs> I'm not some stoolie, you know. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> But, but uh, no, thank you for having me back. It's great to be here. Um, I appreciate you being so kind with A, B, and C, and I'm glad you didn't get to D, E, and F on that list. You're a, you're a hell of a dude, Bishop. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you know you got to get you got to get A, B, C, and then D, E, A. Right. right? That's really yeah. where you got to go. You, you you only got the top part of the compliment sandwich there. You're a, you're a great dude, man. You're giving it to me open faced. What a yeah. guy. <laughs> it's what it's what I do. It's what I do. I'm I'm here to make you smile. So, <laughs> hey, all that being said, I heard that you and uh, Red Jolie you just had a uh, you just had an anniversary. 
We absolutely did. Sorry, I was getting a mouthful of some liquor I can't pronounce. Yeah, we've been together for 11 years now. Uh, she's been putting up with my shit as of February 12th. And one of the main reasons I knew that she was the one is because we started dating two days before Valentine's Day. And one of the first things I made clear to her was I'm not buying her two different gifts for the occasion. <laughs> so I told her I'm rolling it into one because I thought of a clever name like Valenversary. And uh, yeah, she went with it. So when you know, you know, man. Yeah, just wrapping that shit up all into <laughs> one go, dude. But, yeah, and that's that. exactly right. It's a great indicator, too, of her willingness to put up with my bullshit and humor me and go with the things of. So, you know, I say it in jest, but that has layers to that statement. No, she's she's made my life amazing. And, uh, you know, her her and the boy have uh, made it all worth living and, and pushed me to be a better person to, to make their lives as good as I can make them. So. Hats off to her and uh, glasses raised to, to 11 years of Valenversaries and many more. <laughs> I feel like the first time you said that to her, she probably looked at you and she said, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I think it was early enough in the relationship where she wasn't like full blown, like, shut the fuck up, Casper Zach. Um, but it, it probably caught a little, if I was like Tim Roth in that one show, I could have caught like a micro expression off of her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> was that Lie to Me? Yeah, that fucking yeah. show. It was really, really underrated. I like that show and I like Tim Roth. So that might just be me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I should have been reading her micro expressions on that one. And if I could, I probably would have written away. Yeah, that's 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 year two stuff, right? You got to be you got to look at her after year two and be like, could you make that face again? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> right, right. If I see that one when the bathroom doors open, then I know what the fuck. Then that it's means. a yes. Then it's a problem. Or the 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 <laughs> face that gets made. My my wife is notorious for this. I can say this before she comes in here. Uh, the face that gets made where there is nothing said and it's actually not an emotional expression whatsoever. It's just a certain face. Before any words come out. <laughs> right. You could script it after that, depending on what you just did. But you know full well the gist of it. Yeah. Or whether or not. Our wives are, are very, very alike. And yeah. I think that they know that, too. Or whether or not they laugh at the joke. Right. Because <laughs> if there's a face, but then there's a slight laugh, even if it's just a, a slightly snarky giggle, it's probably OK. Yeah. Probably. Yep. Yep. If it's if it's caught any little cord there, then you can remain in the same room for the next five minutes. <laughs> Potentially, yes. Right. Potentially. Otherwise, go find some laundry to fold, shithead. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, uh, for those of you who have been following the show, uh, we bring Andy on specifically when we have UFO-based topics. Although there will be other times or whatever you call them nowadays. What 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 is the proper terminology nowadays, Andy? Because they've changed this up on us. Balloon. <laughs> oh, uh, UAP. I'm sorry. Yeah. Unidentified yes. aerial phenomenon. Yes. Amateur radio balloon. Right. Canada, I believe, is right. what we're going with yep. now. Yeah. The Elkhart Hobbyist Club balloons. <laughs> just just a bunch of like super ham radio geeks from 1972 and two <laughs> or three 25 year olds who've never been laid. Just right. trying to catch AM broadcasts from 1963. <laughs> just sadly disappointed <laughs> setting in their trailer park you know oh nope kim's in here give me just a second andy I got all right all right thank you hello kim andy says hello she she says hi and i think she'll be back momentarily yeah they're just uh you know they're just sitting there in their in their uh in their trailer park just going man 
you know, there's like 15 of us in this club and $200 divided 15 ways when you spend all your money on out-of-date transistors. <laughs> or or spare rocket parts to prove that the Earth is flat. Right, right. Although I, I suspect we're not giving them enough credit. You know what I suspect happened was that their uh, their balloon got blown out of the sky and it was it was actually technologically sophisticated enough that they called each other immediately and they're like these motherfuckers just spent four hundred thousand dollars worth of rocket on a two hundred dollar balloon it has to be flattering it really does it really does if you can cause a scramble from a nearby air force base with your mylar that you launched from your grandma's open field behind her house then by all means you take a bow sir from from the empty lot across the trailer court, Andy. <laughs> Maybe right in the middle of the motherfucker. Maybe <laughs> right right in the traffic circle. It's it was an a, event, a community event. Yes, <laughs> right in the traffic circle. Yep, yep. You had a couple fender benders, but nobody noticed it on their Cressida, so it's fine. Yes, yes, absolutely. It, it'll be it'll be all right. There was one dude that hit a gremlin with his bicycle. Ah, uh, I see. That would have me looking down before I would be looking up. To be honest. Oh shit! I missed it. One hundred percent. Because I bet that dude on the bicycle wasn't small, and something tells me the guy in the gremlin wasn't either. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's also just smoking like really terrible brick weed. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Like it still has corners on it. Yeah, right. Like somebody just broke it off a corner. I've I actually have had that piece before like uh like the cornerstone of the the, the cross-section mercedes-benz uh three points coming together end piece <laughs> of the brick before i pulled it out of the bag like what in the ever-loving fuck i thought it was just an expression no yeah. this really came out of a cube of cannabis Holy shit. It's a thing. It was as awful <laughs> as you would have thought it would be, too. And, and it's not even like getting like the uh, the corner piece of an overbaked good where you're like, hey, it's burn a little bit, but it's <laughs> right. good. Right. The corner piece <laughs> of a party cut pizza that's just like the sweet, sweet crust with no sauce and all the burnt cheese. Yeah, it wasn't that corner. Not right. by any stretch. Right. God, we're fat kids. That's hilarious. Oh, everything just really relates back to food. Would it it's take just... like seven minutes to get to cheese here? That's incredible. <laughs> and you're lucky we went that long, truthfully. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. You should be proud of us. Yes. Yes. Well, the uh, the 50 listeners of if you have ghosts, you have everything are now down to three, <laughs> two because I'm one of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> But that's the point of having someone like you on here, Andy, because we can we can joke around about this stuff and it's a good time and we can still make an interesting conversation as we go. So uh, the big reason why I wanted to have you on is because, of course, the news in the past couple of weeks started with the uh, the giant Chinese balloon. Right. Which, you know, there's enough controversy over. Should they have shot it down before they did whatever? You know, did it get shot down right. just because, you know, they were putting pressure on them, et cetera, yeah. followed by the three, quote unquote, ufos and you notice <laughs> every single every single news organization was on that shit like yeah. crazy calling it a ufo yeah. nobody yeah. once called it anything but a ufo right and you know the right. government had to been getting a kick out of it and i think that's the first time that they've ever le leaned into that term and not maybe for um you know anything other than sensationalism this time but in the technical sense it was kind of right you know, right. it, it it 
is unidentified. It was flying and it was certainly an object. And, you know, us on the ground, we can't identify it with, with the radar, or the conventional means, which is how they all got there to begin with untracked, including the, you know, I, I guess it's a confirmed Chinese balloon at this point, the first one, the original one, which they then say prompted them to change their sky scanning tactics, which I, I, smartly they didn't say what that included in anything that I saw. So, you know, yeah, that's typical. Um, but what they, what they then, did is they, they turned their satellite off or they turned the radar off. They turned their damn rabbit ear antennas on. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> going back analog with it, which I, I, I had to have a chuckle about, you know, because we we just can't get over ourselves with the endless advancements of sophistications and you know when you stop looking at one thing then that might be what you could get in the back door you know that's yeah. that's crazy shit right there i mean how many times have we been burned by that in the past you know mm -hmm. it's it's a tale as old as time that you know just because some things get better doesn't mean everybody stops using everything Right. Well, I, I had to imagine, like, because everything in my head plays out like a comic book or a sci-fi movie anyways, Andy. So in my head, it's just like, it's a bunch of dudes sitting in some, like, random trailer in a parking lot somewhere, right? Like, somewhere weird like a Target or something where you wouldn't expect it. But the visual is this. It's that visual from Predator 2 in the warehouse where he's flipping through all the different infrared spectrums. And then, <laughs> oh, holy shit, there it oh, is. there it is. Got it. <laughs> got it. Yep. Got it. Yep. Shit. And then turn it off because I don't want to got it. Yeah. But yeah. And, and you know, the the other three, um, the, the, the three that followed, you know, and I would be even skeptical of the first one actually being a Chinese balloon had China not said, no, -uh, it's a weather balloon in your face. Um, you <laughs> know, also, so <laughs> also we saw one in our harbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys did it, too. Yeah. yeah. But but Timmy, but Timmy. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think, you know, I, it's it's funny to to know that even though we claim to have superiority of the skies and there's no such things as ufos you know they are and they are, are of a terrestrial nature too and we still don't know what the hell they are so to right. immediately rule out anything of an extraterrestrial nature again because you're scared or you know it, it'll shatter your worldview or whatever um is so closed-minded and and i think that's that's a crazy little thing about Bluebeam too, um, is that there's a lot of things in there that if you read the whole thing in its entirety, which I did, um, this fella named Serge Monast, who was a quirky dude to be sure, Canadian, so he's got that going for him to start off with. Uh, shout out to Canada, no hate. But the, uh, <laughs> the the whole thing taken in its entirety sounds like a, you know, a Luddite's fever dream. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and and before we even dive too deep into into Bluebeam, I'm going to say this real quick because uh, I think it's worthwhile. And Kim Kim's coming in here now, so there might be some background noise. Um, but let's go back to just the original Chinese balloon, okay? So of course everything is so fever pitched. You know, we're already stuck on this. You know, we're at war, whether they want to admit it or not, with China. We're at war with Russia, etc. Yeah. Right? It's all ramping up, whether anybody wants to say it is or not. And we all know that it's stupid and we shouldn't be going that direction to begin with. No. But secondarily, 
everyone wants to jump on the political spectrum and listen i'll i'll criticize joe biden all day long right i'll criticize donald trump i'll criticize george bush barack obama etc whoever's in the office you're putting yourself there for the criticism right well and and the week of there you know you got you got every every liberal out there saying well they won't shoot it down because they're worried about how the debris will affect people on the ground and you got every conservative out there going let that motherfucker fly over my house right even if you can't hit it they're gonna try that's the way it works yeah but the one thing i didn't hear out of anybody is okay we know that that one was a chinese quote-unquote spy balloon at this point who knows what it picked up, what it didn't pick up. I'm sure our government does know they have ways of figuring that out. At least I'd like to hope that they're that smart one way, shape, right. form the other. But not once did anybody go, hey, would you guys please not shoot at this fucking thing over <laughs> the United States? Because we don't know if the balloon itself actually has some kind of biological payload sure. in it. Yeah, not, great point. Not one time did I hear that on the news. Hey, don't shoot this fucker down. It might be full of fucking anthrax. Right, and if it's three school buses large and up in the upper atmosphere and mega concentrated, then, you know, everybody go get buckets to catch your acid rain. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, and everybody kept saying, well, it's going to fly over East Tennessee and all all the rednecks down there were getting excited, and I was sitting here in Pekin. (laughs) That day, I'm like, it ain't making it to East Tennessee if it goes over Southern Indiana. I promise you that. <laughs> There's going to be some Boyd Crowder looking fucking guy out in his yard with a goddamn, or, you know, rocket propelled grenade launcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, did Me you see the s- one that went over Lake Huron? Did you see any of the clips from that and what it actually looks like? No. When I, they I when they shot it down? Yeah. Was that it the looks, metallic one? It's the one that has fins. It looks like oh. an ICBM. No, I did not see that one. Yeah, there's clips, of course, floating around the tickety talk. <laughs> and that one, I think, kind of flew under the radar a little bit because it was the day after the one that was over Lake Michigan, which they shut down the airspace over Lake Michigan. Right. For, they yeah, like was... lost it for a short period yeah, of time they, and then they picked it back up and they um, lost it yeah, in Montana. Uh, Montana. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And it was a total overreaction panic. I mean, it, it's... I don't want to say it's been funny to see how they've been reacting to it because it's, you know, it's a potentially very unfunny situation. I mean, you know, even if it is something like a weather balloon, it's Chinese and it's not supposed to be in our airspace. So get the F out or even to the crazy scenario like Alan just proposed, you know, the the filled with anthrax kind of thing. Um, you know, it, it's still funny to see that we could be so wrong about so many things that we've pledged 100% confidence, at least publicly. Uh, and then to kind of watch the uh, the backtracking and like Alan said, the use of UFO to kind of uh, cover your hides here when you're kind of like hand. you got a little, you got a little egg on your face, right? Wagging the dog. Right. You're right, 100% yeah. right, Kim. Well, and, that, and that's why it's interesting to me with the Project Bluebeam thing, which you you had jumped into there, Andy. Uh, and I, dude, I appreciate you doing the research on that because I did the research on it, and I didn't want to have to be the one that explained it. <laughs> <laughs> we can both try to walk through it together because there's, I mean, it was a lot there, and and I don't know where you read it. I read it on some like educate dot yourself dot info yes, or something like that. So, that okay. was like sixty seven pages that I had to condense down to from, fourteen, and then condense further down yeah. to like eleven. So and I that was even print it. and to be fair to people who look this up that was actually from the original this this first showed up in i think 94 that was actually those are actually his original writings serge yeah the guy that wrote this whole mm-hmm. thing and yeah, that's that's what i gathered too i think we should preface it with and and we can walk through it together andy and i'll let you start off and i'll pull that up over here as well and we can kind of go through it um but i think we should start it off like this i am not 100 percent saying that this 
quote unquote conspiracy theory is something that is true. I tend to think on my end that there are elements of it that probably have been discussed at various different times and various levels of government and top secret projects and elements of it, which I think they could and would use because it's another tool in the chest. And why wouldn't you? Right. And we now live in an environment and I'm sure they had holographs in 94, et cetera, as well. Well, they did. If you've been to Ripley's, believe it or not, they did. have Right. But ones that would be convincing to the general public now. Right. Well, I mean, the technology is out there now. Like we were just discussing before Andy jumped on, you know, there's people paying good money to go see, you know, a Tupac Shakur hologram. Mm -hmm. People would do that for the doors. They would do it for Janis Joplin. They'd do it for Jimi Hendrix. They would do it for any manner of things. I mean, what, right. what educationally, what is it worth if you could say, for example, uh, go through history, animate, uh, you know, George Washington or Abraham Lincoln and have that hologram speak at a school, whatever. Right. Right. And that would be maybe that might even be the first impression of a of a kid that's in elementary school is like that holograph as opposed to reading right, right. you know research for sure for sure and then the other the other layer to that is too when we go to see these holographs um, we demand realism we demand actualism because we want to believe in the holographs we want you know yes. we look at the the trek that we've taken in video resolution and tv quality and you know video games over the years everything needs to be more real everything yeah. needs to be more lifelike it needs to get less less analog um and more interactive and more in your face kind of thing so um the you know the predisposition of us to want to believe and probably be duped into walking off the cliff is already ingrained Absolutely. And it's it's going to get worse and worse and worse, not even just talking about uh, Blue Book, for example, or Blue Beam, for example. But today I was playing around with chat GPT, and I know that's been in the news a lot lately, Ooh. too. Yeah. So I, I asked chat GPT to write me a article, well, an essay, a short essay about spirituality and um, uh, what was spirituality? And I can't remember the other term I used in distillation. Uh and honestly, Andy, if it weren't for the proper grammar, because you know I suck at that, yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> reading that fucking thing that it wrote, if I didn't right. know better, I would have thought that I was the one that wrote it. It literally read like something that I would write about distillation and spirituality. Well, and it's it's none of it's that I've seen is like profound, but it's all really passable. And especially, you know, with the way that most of us read and write anymore at a at a human level uh mm -hmm. that fourth and fifth grade level that most of us <laughs> around the country <laughs> read and write at now yeah. uh chat gpt can pull the wool over a whole lot of people's eyes and and you know that opens up not just like possibilities for fraud but then you know beyond just your nigerian prince you know right. scamming kind of yes. shit i mean you can you can create like a, a digital lord with something like yeah. that if it keeps getting the, the money and attention and shit pumped into it and i think we're probably getting a little ahead of ourselves keep, it's online <laughs> right it is it is it's skynet is online uh we we're i don't know that we've got singularities but i think it's inching ever closer all mm -hmm. of the time and yep. we're become yep. because everything has become so real we're becoming desensitized to it yeah. so when it yeah. happens yeah. Oh, it's just another cool thing that happened. Well, right. that, no, that's no, the only, not cool. That's the only reason I threw the chat GPT thing out there before we go into Bluebeam, because people who aren't familiar with Bluebeam should be aware that, hey, this is very much interrelated in a lot of ways, right? Oh, that's, for sure. Yeah. For sure. The the use of technology to, 
you know, essentially create new order. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at the expense of old, old order and a dismantling of that order uh, in a very messy and probably violent way. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, let's touch on uh, let's touch on Project Bluebeam, and just, we'll just do the general overview of it, right? And right. then we the, we can the, talk about what we think may or may not have been going on with these various what they now are admitting yeah. are balloons. So well, it's it's funny too because my boss calls one of my bosses calls uh, something that's a really really big broad view the sixty mile the sixty mile view, <laughs> so that fits perfectly for this one because essentially Project Bluebeam is going to use holographs from satellites projected onto part of the atmosphere at sixty miles high to convince all of us that are alien savior overlords or however the new world order uh you know higher ups decide to present our new savior to us um holographically whether it be a new a new antichrist as serge monas likes to purport or you know i think anymore with the technology and sci-fi bent of everything um it's going to be something otherworldly uh maybe even maybe even spiritual with the way that um certain factionalizing and radicalizing of religions are going nowadays or maybe even be fucking kylie jenner who knows i don't i don't fucking <laughs> but all you there, see is lips in the sky this, this satellite technology can not only project holographs it can also get inside your brain and undo your long-held belief structures um, help dismantle, you know, your systems of morality and get you to buy in and do things and believe in things that you never, ever, ever would have thought. And this is all done in an effort to destabilize societies, uh, disband religious hierarchies and structures and dogmas and, and get everybody to buy into a one world government uh one world religion one world currency um you know the a lot of the a lot of the familiar longtime new world order buzzwords are, are incorporated into search search monast's writing um and they're going to usher all this in with the holographic and mind control you know minuscule neuron fuckery that they want to do i guess <laughs> yes my so essentially it. it is a whole world type of cult well, programming it's, yeah it's not it's not even a cult so the i so part of the idea everything andy said is or a on, a reprogramming of sorts well not even there's definitely that yeah so it starts though with everything that andy just said and the way that he the, the way that surge laid it out was and bear in mind we're talking about 1994 when a, when a larger majority of the country was still let's say fundamentally christian right etc uh, but not just this country, the entire world, and this is right. a a one world government and NASA spanning conspiracy. Okay, I and forgot the NASA part. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it it's a it's a deep rabbit hole. And what's crazy is the more you read it, you read it, and you go, some of these things are absolutely batshit insane. And then some of you read and you go, well, fuck, <laughs> because for example, in in Serge's conspiracy theory with Project Bluebeam in particular, he talks about how this will all be sort of anchored by new discoveries in archaeology right this idea that we're finding these sites which we are now finding right. Rebecca Tepe etc right yeah 
that speak to something about humanity we don't know, but that eventually we'll find these discoveries that sort of unlock the key, that open up the doors and make us go, well, all the religions are in error, right? Well, yes. We have which was the which was the tomb that they just reached? Oh, was it Osiris's tomb? Yeah, the the tomb of the the ceremonial tomb of Osiris. Yeah. We're gonna do a whole Egypt episode in the future. Okay. That's coming. Well, then I'll come sit on back over here in my corner and listen for a while. I'm gonna get my popcorn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So the idea was that, that you would bolster all the things that would happen in the future to get people to believe what you want them to believe by breaking down their previous religious and spiritual thoughts and then introduce essentially the first holographs that would be introduced to the people over top of certain city centers. Say, if you were in Cairo, Egypt, for example, you might see Muhammad in the sky, right? Right. And Muhammad would deliver a message of unity and faith and Listen, what you know about Islam is 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 not the truth, but here's the truth as we want you to hear it. Whereas in Minnesota, you know, Jesus would, would pop up in the sky and tell right. you, here's the truth of the religion. There is no religion. And the idea was to break down all the fundamental rules of society as well as to break down, quote unquote, the family structure, etc. Take away all faith, all religion, all characterizations, and therefore all rules so that you can reapply new rules. That idea again of the new world order, you know, order out of chaos, essentially, right? It, and it really, it really does, Andy, to me, and I'm sure you snicker at it when you read it too. It's very much like a, uh, it's very much like a Joker in the Batman comic book, sort of, <laughs> you know, overall overarching. I'm just gonna fuck everything up. Right, right. The level of chaos, definitely, but the the manners of implementation were very like. Uh, 2007 redo of V. Mm -hmm. They're gonna put the put the ships with the holograms, and everybody's gonna see what they need to see in their most comforting presentation. Hear it in their own language. See it in their own homes, where they're more easily disarmed and and more likely to be susceptible to the messages that they're putting out there too. Um, right. It's a, it's a really really like deep and you know as much as there's not detail there the depth isn't there but my god is the breadth of this guy's theory just spanning yeah. everything hey guys if you've been following my career at all or following the if you have ghosts you have everything podcast you've probably also heard about my other shows Distillers Talk, as well as the One Piece of the Time Distilling Institute. One thing you may not be aware of, however, is that we actually have a separate website called thealchemistcabinet.com. And the really cool thing about thealchemistcabinet.com is we have our very own store there. It's called the Warehouse One. And you can go there right now and pick up all your Christmas gifts, or if it's after the New Year's, or even before, if you're at all into if you have ghosts, or you're into the art of distillation, you can go to the Warehouse One right now and buy various different, if you have ghosts, you have everything, and uh, one piece at a time, Distilling Institute, apparel, and or merchandise. Things such as shirts, and hats, and stickers, and my book, The Alchemist Cabinet Philosophy, Volume 1, or the two DVDs we're currently offering. A short history of distilling in Indiana's Black Forest is delivered in a speech to uh, the Salem Depot and or the Alan Bishop Experience documentary directed and produced by Bo Cumberland and Jolie Kasperzak. 
There's all kinds of cool stuff over there. I even occasionally have some extra distillation slash homebrewing related materials such as staves or yeast or unique grains that I offer over there. There's going to be all kinds of new stuff coming up. Kim and I are actually working on an oracle deck specifically for if you have ghosts, you have everything and our spiritual work with this podcast and personally that'll be up before too long. So please go over to thealchemistcabinet.com and place an order. All that money obviously goes back into this show as well as into the One Piece of the Time Distilling Institute and it helps our family out. This is one of the ways that we pay for our bills and also pay for our hobbies such as all the software we use for this podcast, etc. We really appreciate your support. We love you guys and we'll catch you soon. Yeah, and you know what what comes off the the crazy part to me is not not that he's actually crazy and maybe he was. I'm sure he was. Some of the stuff in there reads that way. But here's the thing. With a lot of these people, it these sort of uh these sort of level conspiracy theories, if they were if there was any hint of truth to them whatsoever, they come off as so insane to the general public and the general public not believing that you could pull that right. off, etc. Right, that it could it could be possible that this guy was in some meetings somewhere and heard some of this stuff over the years, right? Uh, there's certainly been conspiracy theories that have been proven to be factual, even if they weren't pulled off. Uh, pro, you know, uh, Northwoods is a good example, right? Right, Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you when you read through it, you have to you a have to look at it with a grain of salt, but b you also have to look at it and go. Listen, we're dealing with a population that still believes to some degree, at least at least some people do, that pro wrestling is fucking legit. Right? It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it it's a, it, to me it reads like it, it could have some of that information could have come from think tanks. I certainly wouldn't be surprised by it. And to be honest with you, the the holograph idea, if you think about it, dude, I would not be surprised at all at all to find out that that has been done on the battleground before in certain places it wouldn't surprise me a bit sure why would you not use it right yeah. if, if you have a people of faith who are not familiar with modern technology you know what an yeah. easy way to get them to lay down their weapons yeah right mm -hmm. and again we got people paying to go see you know tupac shakur and there's been talk about a nirvana thing which to me, like the Tupac thing, like I'm with you, Andy. I'd I'd go with you to that, right? I'm there. I'm there. But if, if it wasn't in stupid ass Coachella, I'd have been there yesterday. <laughs> right. But if you do it with Kurt Cobain, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I gotta draw a line somewhere, man. Gotta draw Fair a line enough. somewhere. Fair so, enough. So, if they wouldn't like it, then you shouldn't like it, because Kurt Cobain would not want to be a holograph. No, not, not at all. So those sort of things sort of make sense to me. And then you 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 pair you pair this whole idea, you know, the the Eisenhower thing with, you know, if anything would unite us, it would be a force from outside. All the soft disclosure that's going on currently that we talked about on your last episode in season one. The sure. fact that we're now using the word UFO, the fact that, you know, you, you're getting these admit, admittances to some degree that there's weird stuff going on out there, right? I kind of feel like with what happened in the past couple weeks here with these various balloons etc that maybe maybe just maybe maybe they were trying to pull some shit and they got caught in it mm -hmm. yeah possibly I or this was um 
another another attempt at getting people comfortable with hearing UFO on your nightly news. Yeah, no, I think that that is entirely possible for sure. I also think that there's, you know, I, I think that even if they got caught in it, there's still a benefit to some degree, right? So if nothing else, it gets you talking about UFOs. It gets you talking about the fact that nobody was initially denying that this could have been from another world, right? And it gets you off the other things that maybe you ought to be paying attention to, like, oh, I don't know, say a certain train wreck. There's you know. been more yeah. than one. Yeah, the vinyl nitrate There's been that's like, on fire. Three of um, them. Yeah, three. Three. Three in the last and, week. And a truck, a semi-wreck in, I don't remember, close to Detroit somewhere that had like nitric acid in it. Right. right. Oh, there was a there was a train, too, outside of Detroit. Yeah. That had, had one car or something. And then the one in Ohio, man, and then Norfolk Southern doesn't even show the fuck up to the town hall. It's just like, when are we going to stop kissing oh. the asses of the rich people trying to kill us? I just Kim, don't know. But Kim has a got a, a little thing on that that we can jump into Ooh. real quick, though, because I think it's so related. So Norfolk Southern was sending people out to test the air quality, the groundwater, the water coming out of their faucets and everything like that to the residents in close proximity to the derailment. But under the stipulation that these tests would only be ran if the homeowners and residents signed a form saying that they would not hold Norfolk Southern responsible for any accident or any death injury or uh, property loss, whatever, as a result there of the derailment. How many elderly people signed that Just without reading it? Away. Yeah, well, and I'm sure it was multiple pages, a very tiny print. And oh, yeah. Even somebody that went to college and 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 is not versed in fucking legalese, which all those things are written and deliberately obfuscating uh, the intent of the documents. Yeah, that's going to fuck so many people. Right. So many uh, people. The, the person that I saw, um, sh you know, they took photographs of the document because they wouldn't let her keep it and it's like in very tiny print on the bottom of a page etc and she's like i'm not signing this mm. i will yeah. i will pay for my own tests yeah 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 absolutely right absolutely right and or that's uh it's it's a goddamn shame it really is because it just went and s one it's not even fast enough for any of that to have leached into any groundwater systems I'm sorry you can't right bust a yeah. train open and then go look for you know evidence of it in the city's water two hours later and say nope everything's fine sign this and we're gone deuces enjoy your right. tumor that's or not even, how shit happens even looking <laughs> even looking at the geographic location of and i know we've we've gotten off blue beam a little bit but this is this is all interrelated in my opinion even you all look side at, of hand because it's it's not coincidence when there's multiple yeah of the same thing freaking happen across the country right this is not like <laughs> this is not whoops like our train broke it's not regular synchronicity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right synchronicity stuff uh but if you look at the geographic location of new palestine it's where the ohio river starts mm -hmm. right yep and it flows south that correct water table yep. and southeast or whatever yeah. South and and it goes. It's Ohio comes from that direction towards us, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all, it's it up joins up, up with the Mississippi at some point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all those water tables and anybody pulling anything out of the Ohio River, 
Well, yeah. I mean, basically the entire from like the Missis Mississippi eastward is yeah. fucked because the jet stream flows in the opposite direction of the river. So anything that is in the air or has yeah. reached into the air via evaporation yeah. is coming down on the east coast. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and then the rest the of us down fucking stream. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not then out of the ocean. Yeah, mm -hmm. and not not even to mention the other the other potential distraction was uh, the same week that all this stuff happened. Seymour Hirsch published. I don't even know if you're aware of this, Andy, but he published an article uh, about how we were probably the ones that blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Right? What a great way to, to distract <laughs> us from uh, from that information. What's crazy? If you go on Google right now, right this minute, and it is what it's February seventeenth, twenty twenty three. And you look for the original publication date of his article, if you're searching news, it does not initially pop up. What pops up is everybody started talking about that in the past two days, like, oh, shit, they pulled the wool over our eyes. And now immediately you're getting these articles published by all the big name publications saying this is a conspiracy theory. Pay no attention to this. Don't look at this. Right. Mm, it's not like we haven't done shit like that in the past in order to right. get what we wanted out of a conflict. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. No, the the... The nuclear weapons are on mobile trains. Right. Go, go around the country. That's why we can't find them, but we're mm. sure they're there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Yes. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. Uh, I think but I just the, peed last... myself a little bit when I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> in the last seven days, though, I've been never been more happy that the fucking train tracks behind the house are no longer operational. Not carrying shit anymore. No. Thank God for that. Yeah. I, I will say this. I will At say At least this. when it derailed last time, it just dropped a bunch of beer in the yard. No, right? it dropped a chemical container in the yard, too, because Did that's it? why they evacuated everybody out of Pekin. Oh, see, I didn't I know that because I was in Bloomington when that happened. I will take that train rambling past this house any day over top of the damn meth and heroin well, I, addicts I agree that'll with be that walking too. by it Kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> What about um, a balloon falling out of the sky on your house? I mean, you know, you give me the right uh, RPG and, <laughs> you know, point me in a direction, maybe even with my shitty eyesight. I mean, I figure I can at least hit it on the first try as opposed to, you know, launching $400,000 worth of ordnance at it and missing it. And uh, okay, you... from the ground, you and what railgun, dude? <laughs> right, right. 40,000 feet. Don't okay. you challenge me to a good time, Andy Kasperzak. <laughs> that's not a gunshot anymore. That's calculus at that point. And I'm sorry, I can't even pull that shit off. It's just luck. Imaginary Andy. numbers. It's just luck. <laughs> Shoot at the eye. What? What eye? No, no, the letter I. The, the square root of negative two. Oh, shit. Is that right? up or down? Minus yep. the wind. <laughs> right? Don't forget to factor that. And the Coriolis effect. Don't forget to factor that shit in, too. <laughs> so here's a uh, here's a little Speaking outtake from uh, the, the information at educateyourself.org. <laughs> so this is after the projections happen and after all the archaeology happens, right? So uh, then the, well, this is during the projections, then the projections of Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, etc. will emerge into one after correct explanations of the mysteries and revelations will have been disclosed. This one God will in fact be the Antichrist who will explain that the various scriptures have been misunderstood and misinterpreted and that the religions of old are responsible for turning brother against brother and nation against nation. Therefore, old religions must be abolished to make way for the new age world religion representing the one god antichrist they see before them naturally 
This superbly staged falsification will result in dissolved social and religious disorder on a grand scale, each nation blaming the other for the deception, setting loose millions of programmed religious fanatics through demonic possession on a scale never witnessed before. In addition, in bold letters, this event will occur at a time of profound worldwide political anarchy and general tumult can, can created by some worldwide catastrophe. The United Nations even now plans to use... This is the best. Even now plans to use Beethoven's Song of Joy as the anthem for the introduction for the New Age One World Religion. If we put this space show in parallel with the Star Wars program, we get this combination of electromagnetic radiation and hypnosis, which have also been the subject of intensive research. In 1974, for instance, researcher G.F. Shaftis said of, of one of the research proposals that in this investigation, it will be shown that the spoken words of the hypnotist may also be converted by electromagnetic, electromagnetic energy directly into the subconscious part of the human brain without employing any mechanical device for receiving or transcoding the message and without the person exposed to such influence having a chance to control the information input consciously, it may be expected that the rationalized behavior will be considered to have been taken out of their own free will. And as crazy as that shit sounds, I also believe that there's a vast majority of people just fucking dumb enough to fall for it. Oh, well, and it might not even have to be in that certain sort of vessel of delivery either. I yeah. mean, we have a readily available, uh, uh, you know, vehicle in front of our faces all the, all the time. time. Every single one of us does. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can I can go back to my Star Trek TNG here and remember the game that they were all playing where they had to clip the little fucking eye thingies to their faces and they were all just like shooting you remember this episode it was like a checkerboard where all the discs came up and they were trying to like shoot these little fucking portals to grab the discs but that was the interface and it was overlaid in their eyes but what it was doing the whole time was convincing them to give over control of the ship to a very evil alien so yeah we're all idiots and we would happily fucking usher in our own demise and that takes it back to the chat gpt and ai we're doing it right now anyway so oh, absolutely. I don't see why this is a stretch. Absolutely. Yeah, and and kind of going back to the chat chat T, chat GPTI thing, the uh so I I fucked with that as I said earlier, and I did it, you know, five or six different questions, and all of them were like fairly logical. Logical made sense all the way down to Kevin Rose asked me and I did it. And I can't even believe I'm saying this on the show, but it's too funny not <laughs> to tell you this. He asked me to ask it if you could trust a fart. <laughs> and it was a very logical answer. It was not only a logical answer, but there was enough like human humor in the right. response. Right. That mm-hmm. You could have seen like some scientist just for laws or some doctor like answering this question and being like, I'm gonna put this line in there just to see what the reaction is. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it it's uh I don't know. I I do think though that there was they I think that they were trying to pull something off with this whole balloon thing and I know that now it looks like it was all bullshit as we talked about at least one of those balloons probably belonged to an amateur uh balloon club. Right. I can't even remember what their name was, but it was kind of an ironic and funny name out of Illinois. Uh but you know, they were sure pushing a narrative awful hard there for a couple days. Right. We cannot the- confirm or deny where the, the origins of these quote unquote crafts. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. It was it was not propelled. Yeah. And it was in the sky. So you it know, showed, you call it, it what you want. No from propulsion. There. Right. 
yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh it's a pretty dance that they know how to do and and it is. they are good with their words when they absolutely are thinking about it and, and and the fact that they were good with their words this time i think lends some credence to your your theory alan that, that maybe they were trying something and maybe they did have a few different scenarios gamed out and um you know press releases and buzzwords to make sure that they hit in the uh in the the time spent in front of cameras and the dissemination of information in in their own press releases to news agencies. So I I wouldn't rule it out because you can't rule anything out. And that's, that's another point of this whole podcast. And, and, you know, if you have ghosts, you have everything is you can't rule everything out. You can't rule anything out. Yeah. Also, I mean, we could actually retitle this one. If you have balloons, you can fuck us all the way up. (laughs) (laughs) They all float down here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. But, you know, you know, and there were other things going on this past week, too. I don't know if you saw any of the reports about uh, how we supposedly intercepted Russian jets in Alaska. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, And they passed it off as routine. Yeah, yeah, and you know, but to some degree it is because I got thinking about that. I had I had a, a very good friend I used to work for here in town who's a, a an Air Force veteran, and uh, he was in during the Cold War, and he told us so many stories about how during the Cold War they would literally they would fly up to each other, the Russians and the Americans, and they would play what they called wing tag. They would get right <laughs> on each other, and they would try to lay a wing on the other aircraft without wrecking them. You know, and and just one aircraft going down would have been enough just to cause just right. complete annihilation of the human species. But these guys were doing this shit for, you know, 20, 30 years. What a bunch of sick fuckers. Yeah. And you know they're up there doing it again. Just watch this wingman. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus H. And, and, you know, we don't think about it, too, because Sarah Palin doesn't want to be part of our consciousness. But on a really clear day, she might have been able to see a lot. Alaska or see Russia from Wasilla. I mean, it's fucking fifty miles away at their closest point. Well, yeah, I mean, she fifty she miles never... away in terms of airspace is fucking nothing. Right. right. She she never technically jumped the shark. I mean, she never claimed to have shot a wolf from a helicopter from Alaska in Russia. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna go, you know, absurd level, you got to go all the way. Hey, Margie Space Laser <laughs> knows how to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and let's let's be clear about these balloons, too, Andy. And we talked about this before we got on the air, but the truth of the matter is, whatever someone thinks that these things are, that are very clearly coming into our airspace not these balloons but things that the air force has reported on things the government exi- admit exists that they can't explain whether they're interdimensional coming from space whatever advanced technology they are i'm pretty sure your four hundred thousand dollar rocket ain't gonna do shit to nah. it right nah. that should have been the first point and you know the first time we shot one down that should have been the first thing with the american public going mm, they're fucking lying to us about something <laughs> right well, and you saw, and even over and above that, you saw the green lasers in Hawaii, right? Yes. Yeah, those were creepy. That that was kind of weird. And then, yeah. of course, it, and let's also touch on, there's people that don't apparently look up ever that see Starlink for the first time and freak the <laughs> fuck out. I saw that so many times this week. I'm like, it's in a straight line. It's Starlink. Right. right. That's Elon Musk. I'm not well, saying it- he's not an alien but 
Yeah, he sure as shit is. Those something. are satellites. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, and and that's that's we've gotten so shitty at recognizing patterns. Yes. Yeah. Like, look for repeating blinks, you dipshit. Like you said, right. it's in a straight fucking line and moving straight across the sky. You know, when I was any when I was purported... a kid, my dad would be like, I, I would freak out. Dad, there's an alien because I'd see blinking lights. He's Kimberly. Those are red lights and they're flashing. Right. It's an airplane. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and even like you know, if you get used to looking at the sky and. A, if even a basic understanding of the Doppler effect will keep you from like flipping out over every third thing you see in the sky. Like if something is kind of tinted red, it means it's moving away from you. If not moving really quickly, then uh, it's a goddamn planet that's fucking two light years away. So right, stop taking right. a phone video of it. Yeah, I think we're perfectly safe. I mean, no one has come out and said that it starts on July 4th yet. So. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should ask chat GPT. <laughs> right well maybe we can just get will smith let's, on the show and well let, let's just nominate bill pullman for president president because <laughs> right. if, if, right? if that if there, if we're gonna be attacked by aliens that's the speech i want this is our independence day <laughs> earth's independence day randy quaid was somewhere up in fucking canada going finally <laughs> yes, get right swimming out of a bottle of crown royal ah, a, yours! A, i had a buddy who uh is now deceased uh rest in peace duddits uh anyways we had a long-standing argument over who was the worst actor um bill pullman or bill paxton <laughs> he would always try to hit me with like no man uh twister like dude twister's a great movie uh have mm -hmm. you ever seen mr right. wrong starring bill pullman and ellen degeneres and then he would <laughs> shut up and go away listen you can't even include bill paxton in that conversation because that's the only other that's the only motherfucker on planet earth who's been killed by a terminator an alien and a goddamn predator Right? And I would always tell him, Apollo 13, you ungrateful son of a bitch. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. And I'm not saying he's great. He's had some shitbags in there, but if you were in Apollo 13, you can do no wrong. I'm sorry. He's been in space and dealt with the interdimensional beings a lot. Right? Yes. I would look at him and start shivering and say, I'm cold, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Cross my arms in front of my chest and start shaking my head really fast. I'm cold, Jim. <laughs> yeah. That's when you'll really know there's some shit going down, too, to go back to Will Smith. They ever find actual alien life, he's going to be at the fucking White House presser. He's gonna, you're going to see him standing on the side of the stage, and he's just going to be mumbling to himself. Don't forget about that fucking Chris Rock shit now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll slap the shit out of an alien if he, if right? he approaches my life. He actually turns out to be Hancock. <laughs> well, it'll be it'll be him, and it'll be his digital quote unquote clone on the other side of the stage from that fucking movie they did where they fucking recreated him as a younger version of himself. Right. <laughs> will Smith will be the holographic projection. Right. They'll just have it won't even be Will Smith won't even say anything. You'll have the chick from the White House press conference there. It'll be Mister Movie Phone Guy <laughs> this summer. Uh, <laughs> in a world in a world where you fell for some fucking amateur radio balloons being ufos invading the planets 
You completely miss those classified documents that Joe Biden took home to wipe his ass with because he doesn't know what toilet paper is anymore. Right. <laughs> Want to hide the blaring light from your alarm clock? Just use a classified documents folder. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Don't you love that, too? Like, we, we still live in this world, too, where everything is digital, but they can carry out physical fucking files. Yeah. Right. right. And nobody says anything like he just leaves to go to wherever he goes out on the East Coast. He's got a fucking armful of files. He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no idea. He has no clue what's in his. He thinks he's carrying their fucking dog out of the fucking White House. Yeah. Right. I mean, and nobody I don't know says why anything. any president is ever handling any piece of paper any time. You show him shit and then you fucking take it away. That guy's right. got too much. He should be having too much to think about to like look at a fucking, you know, hurricane map with any kind of serious intensity like no tell me what the fuck this says and what the eight of you think i should fucking do with it and then we'll go on from here you know it, yes. it i think that and that's that's where i run into so many of these conspiracies falling apart for me whether it be you know nasa's involvement with Bluebeam or the un's involvement with any other conspiracy theory that's ever been contrived all of them are so fucking inept yeah they i mean we can't find our own ass with the fucking icbm with laser guided assistance <laughs> and you know we're supposed to be carrying out these vast world changing sorts of nefarious multi-level yeah you know, multi-generational dastardly deeds and and is there that kind of continuity beyond our elected officials? And if that's the case, then we probably need to be looking at that shit too. You're not wrong. I mean, and one hundred thousand percent. Do we have the technology to do this shit? Yes. Uh is everybody either too fucking stupid or too egotistical yeah. to actually pull it off yeah. even if they want to? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we and, can go back to the last episode. I don't know if I said it or not, but like the, it was the Skunk Works CEO that said like if you can imagine it, we did it like 20 years ago. <laughs> right. this is, there's nothing fucking new under the sun to these people because they've yeah. had unlimited money, unfettered like amorality and complete lack of oversight to go and pursue whatever technology by any means and to whatever end they want. So, yeah, they have it. But, um, you know, does that mean then that the billionaire class is using it to fuck the government into doing what they want with it then? And, yeah. you know, in, in the end, it doesn't really matter because you, me, Kim and Red are all still the ones bending over. Um, so, you know, it's just who's holding the handle and who's the trigger and what's the bullet? Right, right. I'm the dumbass still over here throwing a fucking wrench every time I can't fucking fix anything. Yeah, they got all <laughs> kinds of cool shit. They know we're too stupid to use it. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not discounting. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure that somewhere in some deep underground military base, there is a Groot and a Dr. Evil, you know, just pulling off crazy shit. Yeah. But it never yeah. gets anywhere. It never gets past them. Yeah. Abe Sapiens in a tank somewhere without a fucking <laughs> I doubt. guarantee you that. Guarantee. Without a doubt. Yeah. And, you know, but now here's the crazy part. So we, we can both sit here and we can discount like all these things like. Yeah, they probably exist, but we're not using them because everybody's inept. But the number of times that we've gotten close to, look at all the shit that the that we now are finding out the Nazis were really deep into yeah. and how close. Yeah. Or, or you look at how much control, for example, and I haven't done a deep dive on this yet, but I will. And actually, I would like you and Kim both to be a part of this because this is this is beyond my scope for research uh, of my own accord. But look at all the shit that Rasputin pulled off, mm -hmm. right? 
that wasn't that long ago. Not really, not in the no. grand scheme of things. No. Right? And no, all it takes less, is less than what five, six generations ago, basically. Yeah. All it takes is one person with the right amount of ego and the right yeah. amount of personal magnetism. Right. And you can pull some shit off. Oh yeah, no, we're we're begging for it. I mean, you know, half of this country is actively seeking autocracy. So it's not <laughs> it's not a big stretch to think that we could, you know, be most of us united under a banner and the rest of us forcibly brought under it or dealt with um, right. without too much more than what they do already have at their disposal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's just oh. never been someone, in, at least in modern times, to put the you know technology to use and then not. I don't want to say lose their minds because they clearly would have lost their minds before they started with this pursuit, but not lost sight of the forest for the trees in terms of what batshit crazy things that they're trying to bring to existence. And I mean, I'm I'm obviously yeah. thinking of you know Hitler here because, like you said, with the Nazis and their technology, um, yeah, they should have run roughshod over everything, but he was the one that stood in the way of that. Yes. Yeah. So, absolutely. You know, the world got lucky in that regard too. And I don't know how many other you know times the world's got lucky with a madman being his own worst enemy. Probably, you know, Napoleon, Genghis Khan. You can look back at the really big ones throughout history. Probably Caesar too. You know, you you start to drink your own Kool Aid, get high off your own supply, and then that spells your downfall. Mark Anthony, Cleopatra. You know, it. it just, I guess history is fucking littered with people like this. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I guess <clears throat> maybe that's one of our saving graces in the end is that you know the dark side of our humanity is inevitably what saves us from ourselves in some mm -hmm. fucked up way yeah yeah i well you know i mean i would have had a plan to take over the world by now if ancient aliens wasn't on at eight o'clock <laughs> you know but i got i got shit to do i'm gonna go home and hit the vape pen and watch some ancient aliens and, uh, this shit can wait until tomorrow <laughs> what are we gonna do tonight, Pinky? The same thing right. we do every night. Try to take over the Try world. Try to take over the world. But you know that's how brain, brain, <laughs> brain. I got him backwards. It's been a minute. You know, I do that every time, Kim. You are not alone. <laughs> nope. Every single time since Animaniacs was on and I was a kid. Every goddamn time. <laughs> well, you know that's how I know that we're uh, we're here for another day and another episode of If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything because I have no doubt Andy and I don't know how they would do it, but. Uh, I'm sure that there's someone here in Washington County who could have shot that fucking Chinese balloon. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how they would have done it. There had been some advanced trigonometry, maybe a little luck involved. Maybe even, maybe even Tom Cruise would have been involved. But there's Dude. one particular truck that I can hear coming from three miles away <laughs> with big knobby tires and a flag that says something about Trump and then fucking let's go Brandon. And I have not seen a balloon dragging the wind behind that truck yet. Right. So... Hey, what did we say earlier? The uh, absence of evidence, not the evidence of absence, right? Right. There was a fourth balloon, but it's somewhere in Campbellsburg, Indiana right now. Yeah. And, and, Same truck uh, has if, giant truck balls hanging off of it. Yes. Right, with a That's mounted bang. hillbilly railgun in the back of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, just cutting out pieces of the old abandoned railroad and fucking shooting them through the sky. Here's a question, though, for both of you. Uh, so they shot at that balloon over Canada, or maybe it was one over uh, Lake Huron. There was one of the two. I can't remember which one. They shot at it twice. They missed it the first time. What happened to those yes. rockets? <laughs> Where the right. fuck did that thing go? Right. You got stray bullets, and then you got 
Stray, Stray Sidewinders? Right. <laughs> right. The fuck? <laughs> yep, yep. Rut and you know what? The one in... Oh, I'm sorry, Kim, go ahead. I just said rut row raggy. <laughs> also, you can imagine the one dude that's, like, over top of everybody. You got the shooter over there, and you got the one guy, like, he, How the fuck did you miss a balloon moving forty miles? <laughs> right. The, the fall general from Top Gun just screaming. <laughs> right. You must suck at birthday parties. Yep. Yep. Get off my boat. <laughs> the Canadian one is the one I think of the the balloons that's the most intriguing to me because they say that its remains will probably never be recovered. Yeah. So see, that gets interesting. That throws up a flag to me. It does, and I think I do think there is a possibility, Andy. Again, not only that maybe they've tried to pull something off, pull something off, but maybe there was something out there as well, and and over top of Canada, right? I mean, yeah, where that where that I thing mean, landed, tundra, but was it snowing when it landed? Uh, well, and you got was, joint military action too, and that's always another red that's flag. That's true. Bag. That's true. Well, and for anybody who hasn't kept up with Missing Four One One, the uh, the newest the newest <laughs> documentary uh, deals specifically with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police in one in one particular investigation. There, because that motherfucker will carry us off. Yeah, well, there's places uh, that you don't. The, the, in my opinion, you still don't go in this world, and I think that they do know that there are yeah. things out there. If there were aliens, Bigfoot will take care of it. <laughs> right, and I'll tell you, the only stupid Canadians are the hockey players. <laughs> they're, not, they're not dumb up there they know well you can only get hit in the head so many times before <laughs> it starts affecting your mental capacity so you that can, seventh uh... grade education is only going to take you so far after fucking junior <laughs> hockey and your knees give out <laughs> Gord. Listen, listen, yeah. <laughs> listen punchy <laughs> right yeah no man this was a good time and that's this is exactly what i was after out of this one andy i wasn't after anything too serious but we touched on all the serious topics and people can dive deeper if they want to yeah. uh, but man it's it's great to have you on the show because you're into this stuff anyways but you can also bring some levity to it and listen you can only tell so many goddamn stupid serbian vampire stories by yourself <laughs> before you gotta bring somebody in and be like hey let's just let's have a good time and talk about something so. yeah man i got my scotch that i can't pronounce and i'm i'm happy to have had a, a chance to talk to kim i really really like the last several episodes and she's taken a, a bigger footprint in the show she's doing fantastic um you know I'm, I'm always happy to come yak with you guys because like you said we start one place and god knows where we end up and and we're all you know kindred spirits even though we from different places and uh it's so cool that you know we talk about synchronicity i think it's one certainly a synchronicity of my life that brought you and kim and the bishop family and and everybody else in that vein into me and jolie's life so it's been cool to share all of it uh and and i'll never i was thinking about this today oh, i'm podcasting tonight and i will never ever be able to thank you enough for letting me be able to say saxe huaman Last, last <laughs> well keep this in mind dude uh, uh definitely be thinking about rasputin and be thinking about uh especially hidden history in egypt because uh i think there's multiple shows worth of depth that can happen there and uh you know what would be great we should do uh we should do like a rundown of rasputin for a show or two and then show number three we bring red on and mm -hmm. we we just fucking nail her with all the nasty shit that Rasputin did, right? Oh. Dude, dude oh had like God. a 
It had like a 15 inch cock and he never washed it. Tell us how you feel about it. <laughs> right? People say Catherine the Great fucked horses. Nope. Nope. It was Rasputin. Yep. John Rasputin. That's right. That's right. The only man I know whose dick is pickled in a jar. That's John Dillinger's is too. Oh, is it? Is it? I yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Apparently, uh, allegedly, the CIA has John Dillinger's dick in a jar. Of course, Why? the CIA does. Because who's it not? Was allegedly huge. <laughs> and I'm not okay. saying this for nothing either. But my my mom is adopted, and apparently, on her adopted uh, background, distantly in the background, uh, John Dillinger is like my 17th cousin. So. <laughs> This this is why I'm we no call criminal, so, why we call know. him Kickstand Kasperzak. <laughs> you bossa Kaz. Yeah. Anyway, no, I love getting weird with you guys. It's always a great time, and I'll, I'll come on whenever you have me and keep making the shows. I love every single one of them. Awesome. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank All you. Right. Yep. I'm gonna kill this recording now. So let me find the fucking there. Hey, what's up, guys? It's great to be back with If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything, Season 2. You might have noticed from the show that we absolutely love to collaborate with our friends. Well, it turns out that some of our good friends in the distilled spirits industry just happen to have delved into my second favorite beverage class, coffee. But not just any coffee. Barrel-aged coffee. Aged exclusively in Kentucky bourbon rickhouses using unique barrels. So when I came across two unique 15-gallon chinkapin oak barrels to use for the One Piece of the Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube, I knew that their next stop would be with John Waddell and Corey Welch of Stave and Bean Coffee Company. The first barrel was second filled with apple wood smoked malted corn whiskey for nine months before unique Brazilian beans were aged prior to their roasting. This is the one piece at a time Distilling Institute brand. Unique, buttery, and slightly smoky. It just turns out that it pairs great with an episode of Distillers Talk podcast. See what I did there? That's cross-marketing. The second barrel had to have a little something special for Kim and I and be part of If You Have Ghosts. You have everything. So when a close personal friend approached us about making him some homemade blackberry wine, we jumped all over it. We took that blackberry wine and we added it to that 15-gallon barrel. Then we fortified that wine with some white apple brandy to make a fortified blackberry wine. A blackberry port, if you will. Afterwards, that barrel went down to John and Corey of Staven Bean Coffee Company, where they added some amazing Ethiopian Guji beans, giving us a fruit aroma filled spiritual experience with our coffee. For if you have ghosts, you have everything. Both of these coffees are exclusive to thealchemistcabinet.com and staveandbean.com, and they'll never be replicated again. Get yours today and enjoy it while you listen to the show. Love y'all. Later.
other file already. Oh, I didn't, but it'll it's it'll save to the cloud regardless. Okay. So. Well, last several times that we've done that, that it, it's saved in a weird spot, and we have to go hunting for it. And it's ah. like, part stop. It'll be all right. all right. I got it. I got it under control. Boom. All right, all right, guys. So a little uh, hidden track action. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, bonus oh, yeah. Bonus. Track ninety nine on your CD. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love when you put that CD in and you saw that there was only thirteen songs on it, but it was ninety nine minutes and ninety nine seconds. Yeah, oh, my, that was always so fucking good. My favorite was Nine Inch Nails Broken because there were two different versions of it. And the first version was before they figured out that they could add those extra tracks. So it was like you got the EP. It was six songs. But then there was a little three inch mini disc that you couldn't play on shit with two extra tracks. And then when they updated, it was like, <laughs> oh, it goes to track 99. I get it. Nine Inch Nails, 99. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a good one. That's better than my favorite, which was um, Blake 182. <laughs> I think it was at the end of Dude Ranch. Mm -hmm. They just start fucking around at the end of it. And at the end of it, it sounds like something falls down the stairs. And one of them says, who taught you how to throw the dick down the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> so at some point in time, at some point in time and down, down the road here, we'll do a, a maybe a little deeper dive into a uh, project blue beam, because there's a lot to dissect in the, uh, it's 842 so much. pages that this dude wrote. It's so much. And the ideas are so wide ranging too. Mm -hmm. But this is a little, little bonus piece to the episode. So Andy brought up uh, the gentleman who came up with this project blue beam thing or who reported it. Serge Mon Monast. Mon yeah. I think that's how I would say it. Yeah. Yeah. Who I probably got that fucking wrong. Or who, who or fucking you can call it just Serge Monasty. Monasty. <laughs> Yep. That sounds like a fucking, like a terrible wrestler from like the Indies, right? Sounds like an 80s porn star. Like a bad yeah. French rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So after reporting all this stuff, Andy brought up a good point. So Serge is dead, which, you know, seems to happen. Right, right. Uh, yes. you know, I mean, it's not like, uh, he's not dead. Like Hillary Clinton, two shots to the back of the head and hung himself dead. Yeah. He's uh, not Phil Schneider, uh, used his bad arm to tie a noose around his neck with airplane tubing dead. Yeah. He's, he's not Kurt Cobain shot himself in the face with a shotgun, even though his arm <laughs> wouldn't reach that far. And he was high right. as fuck on heroin dead. He toe popped himself when he could barely stand up. No, he's not dead like that. Right. Not Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On yes. suicide watch and still died. With with the cameras conveniently out. <laughs> right. And no uh you know, you convict you convict his girlfriend and get no list whatsoever of who was on Pedophile Island. And yes, I did say pedophile. I heard right? you gotta make it disgusting if you're gonna say it petty. <laughs> Jeffrey <laughs> nasty but he is heart attack dead which is uh you know i think andy you probably you probably know this too but uh you know there was a certain film director uh who made a film about you know a certain secret society uh that i don't think is ever named in great expectations who also died of a heart attack when the main character in the movie also died of a heart attack for revealing his secrets so uh Serge died of a heart attack basically uh within weeks of let's see what well, let me find it here Serge and another journalist both of whom were researching Project Bluebeam died of heart attacks quote unquote mind you within weeks of each other although yep. neither had a history of heart disease Serge was in Canada 
Well, that's convenient. The yeah. other Canadian journalist was visiting Ireland. Prior to his death, the Canadian government abducted Serge's daughter in an attempt to dissuade him from pursuing his research in the Project Bluebeam. His daughter was never returned. I wonder how true that is. We're going to have to do some research on yeah. that. Yeah. See, this is just, this thing is a doozy. Cue the really X-Files is. music. Oh, <laughs> that's a good call. So, here you go. <laughs> Pseudo heart attacks are one of the alleged methods of death induced by Project Bluebeam. Yeah. And even beyond that, the CIA had a goddamn heart attack gun. So. Yeah, dude, I forgot about that. Yes. Yes. So how does that work? Is that like infrasound Remember or something like that? that? What was it? What there was a there was a thing we watched a few years ago, a conspiracy theory thing. It was all about spycraft. Uh-huh. It's like a and dissolving it's, needle that's coated in some kind of yes. um. I so probably like potassium what, or something yeah, like that. Some kind of yeah thing. toxin that's natural and and not well something that's or a toxin insulin, in in large doses. Yeah. Insulin uh, would cause a heart attack in large doses. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it goes in like. You know, it would look, look like a shaving nick or something like that at the absolute most. And psh. that's some criminal mind shit right there is what that yeah. is. And that's from the 60s. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. That was like 68, 67, something. Yeah. Like that. That's some OG spycraft. And they've had 55 years to pile on top of that. It's like a fucking you know, blow dart flying around. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I- I love to like the, the words that get used for some of these things. Right. So like you watch any of these shows and they have like a CIA agent on there and they're like, we would never say if that's what we do, because that's part of, and the word they always use, the phrase is always, that's our trade craft. Uh, right. <laughs> We're like, you're a fucking blacksmith. It's our <laughs> trade craft. Right. So a member of our accountability structure, Dorothy Dart reports that the Canadian investigator into new age globalism, Serge Monast has died of a quote-unquote heart attack. This man has faithfully exposed the New World Order for the last decade. His children were homeschooled, surprise, so the authorities took his eight-year-old <laughs> daughter away, and there's nothing wrong with homeschooling. We homeschooled Penny for a while. I'm just saying there's a good possibility, at least a percentage of people that are homeschooled, that maybe you're a little off. Uh, then his seven-year-old son was taken. That's his son instead of daughter. As they said, the parents were abusing them emotionally by stopping the children going to a state school. The father was then arrested and spent the night in jail. The next day at home, he had a heart attack. He was 46 years old. This brave man has left a wife who now has no family. Pray that she can get her little ones back. Our source said that the Canadian investigator, Serge Monast, uh, wrote to her in Australia not long ago, saying he had been threatened many times and did not expect to survive. Big shocker there too, right? And if he was in custody, he was in custody the night before he died. So there's any number of ways that you know that could have been a not natural heart attack. And right. 56 is not not too young for a heart Four- attack. I mean, my dad had one at 47, so he was it's yep, certainly 40, possible. 46 is how old he was when he fucking when he got it. So 46 years ooh. old, no history yeah. though, and and then that kind of run in, and I'm sure. You know, having both of your children taken away from you in the same day is going to be a very stressful situation. And, you know, I can't imagine what kind of uh, BPMs I'd be getting up to in that instance either. Um, But just that, you know, there's no such thing as coincidences when you start dealing in stuff like this, you know. And, And even if not all of it was right, it didn't have to be. If enough of it was right to strike a chord with the wrong people, then... You know, sorry, Serge, and I don't speak French, but chest levi, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. 
So here's uh this is a little long, but I'm gonna read it anyways because it's interesting and we know that there are sound weapons, etc. nowadays, right? And we also have that weird thing going on uh with Cuba Cuban syndrome, Havana yeah. syndrome there with their diplomats and you know the probable use of infrasonic weapons, which are you know, honestly probably a holdover from the fucking Soviet occupation. Yeah. So check this out. In his book, The Body Electric, Nobel Prize nominee Dr. Robert O. Becker describes a series of experiments conducted in the early 1960s by Alan Free, where this phenomenon was demonstrated as well as later experiments conducted in 1973 at the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research by Dr. Joseph C. Sharp, who personally underwent tests in which he proved he could hear and understand messages delivered to him in an echo-free isolation chamber via a pulsed microwave audiogram, which is an analog of the world uh, word sound vibration beamed into his brain. Becker then goes on to state, such a device has obvious application for covert operations designed to drive a target crazy with unknown voices or deliver undetectable instructions to a programmed assassin. Now figure out when we hear the voice from the New World Messiah, who would be speaking from space to all the sane people of Earth, question mark, who might give instructions to zealots and religious fanatics. We would see hysteria and social mayhem on a scale never witnessed before on this planet. No police forces in the world, even as a combined front, could deal with the disorder that will follow a 1978 book entitled Microwave Auditory Effect and Application by James C. Lynn describes how audible voices can be broadcast directly into the brain. This technology could actually allow the blind to see and the deaf to hear. Instead, it's been turned into a weapon to enslave the world. Alan Free also reports he could speed up, slow down, or stop the hearts of isolated frogs by synchronizing the pulse rate of a microwave beam with the heart itself. According to Dr. Robert Becker, similar results have been obtained by using live frogs, which shows that it is technically feasible to produce heart attacks with rays designed to penetrate the human chest. Are they gay frogs? <laughs> somehow, I somehow knew that that was coming. You knew dude. it. You fucking knew it. <laughs> Listen, are they uh, in, are they frogs in New Palestine? Because they might be gay. Ooh, they probably Ooh. have both sets after uh, after right. a couple of rounds of spawns. See how I brought yeah. that back around? <laughs> Yo. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's that's from what, 1974 was, or 1978, or when you said that Alan Free paper was being written, and yep. you know, how much dark money gets thrown into these things every single year? Money that can't be tracked, so right. We, right. we know what money gets you. Money gets you everything. So if your aims are to take over the world, then the money might get you like seven-eighths of the way there. Well, you know what, you know, the other crazy part of that is, uh, who is it, is it the researcher that goes to them or they, or is it them or they that go to the researcher and are like, listen, for the next year, we're going to supply you with an unlimited amount of frogs. <laughs> and what we want you to do is to microwave the fuck out of these frogs right. to see if they die of a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out the, the most hands-free way to dispatch these frogs for god and country right <laughs> what's the that would be bufo side i think would actually be the latin term for that if i remember my my senior year high school biology correctly right. my taxonomy right. i think the it's either the frogs or the toad the genus is bufo so yeah, yeah they're they, uh, sanctioned bufo side <laughs> and to, to be sure none of these frogs are going to waste because that's what everyone is dissecting in seventh grade is all the frogs from out of area 51 right. Right. that they killed with fucking microwaves right. exploding their heart teacher my frog's heart is all over the inside of its chest cavity it's normal that's how it's supposed to be. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we got those from New Palestine. Oh what happens God. when they embalm them? 
That's when they put the red dye in the incoming veins and the blue dye in the outgoing veins. <laughs> Great. But yeah, that's uh yeah, you're you're one hundred percent right. This is far more than an hour to unpack and if you get good feedback from the show we can we can certainly go dive deeper on it i'm happy to absolutely to do that. but yeah it's it's so wide-ranging it's so out there too that once you take it all in it's kind of like drinking from a fire hose mm-hmm. right i agree i agree all right man we'll cut it we'll cut it off there brother all right well thanks for having me back for a little extra chat you guys enjoy your weekend yes you, you too and, well. and tell red that we said hello and uh i still don't like her all right, I was waiting for the better part of that message. Sounds good. All right, love you, brother. Love you too, guys. Love you. Later. Bye. Bye.